This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, does there need to be a code of conduct for parents? That is a question being asked specifically in Coquitlam. And joining us to talk more about this is the president of the Coquitlam Teachers Association. And on the line with us now, Ken Christensen is here. Ken, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank Uh, you for having me. Oh, thank you. Uh, Back up a little bit, if you could, and uh, give us a bit of the background on how this all came about and this idea and and what's being discussed as far as a a parental code of conduct. Well, I can't really define the exact motivations for why this policy might have emerged. I do know that the district has a code of conduct for students and staff already, and they are in the midst of a policy review on a broad variety of different policies in the district. So it's, but they've come up, come to us with this policy and consulted with us a little bit on it, and with the district parent advisory council as well. And so this was brought to you, brought to your attention by the Coquitlam School District. Yes. And, and was there one event, or was there there an issue that that was the 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 point, or that that sparked this? Well, not that I can illuminate. Uh, certainly not something that we've championed directly as an organization. And what's being proposed then? Is it different from the code of conduct that's already in place for students and teachers? Yeah, the three policies are a little bit bespoke, depending on the on the circumstances for each of those groups. Uh, it's it is a bit of a question as to why they need separate policies for each of these groups. I mean, good behavior is good behavior pretty much across the board. So, but they do have policies already in place for the code of conduct for students and staff. And, and they're just adding this one. And, and so by adding this one, I mean, I mean, does it take into account then or is it to, to kind of discourage uh, parents from being critical or parents from from speaking out, perhaps, if they don't agree with something in the schools? I don't believe that's the intention of, of the policy. Uh, it's just, just right off the bat. I mean, teachers do value the positive working relationships that we have with parents. And, and by and large, 99% of parents uh, behave appropriately and are contributing to the educational environment that we have in schools is positive. And this is a, I think this is intended to deal with that tiny fraction of people who just can't get along in a system and how the district will intend to respond to that. Uh, and so can you give an example of an activity or something that would break the proposed code of conduct? Well, certainly. Uh, something like starting whisper campaigns on the playground or posting disparaging comments about teachers on Facebook or or outright bullying or harassment on school field trips or in school sites. Right. So things that uh, you would imagine a reasonable person would already know probably aren't a great idea. Absolutely. It's We're talking about extreme behaviors here, not stuff that's just a routine disagreement over an evaluation or routine disagreement over over a kind of a, a kind of assignment or what's been delivered or, or something that's happening within the classroom. Those situations can be dealt with pretty easily with parent and teacher conference. Uh, so if a parent was found to uh, to use the example of, say, uh, making a disparaging comment about a teacher on a social media site, uh, if that was to happen now, what would the repercussions be? <laughs> well, ironically, there's already, there's already systems and structures in place to deal with this. And so if something happens like this, by and large, the first point of, of intersection will be with the site-based principal. And so if a principal becomes aware through either a teacher's report or through their own observations that something like this is going on, they'll want to sit down with that parent and have a conversation about that circumstance, see what's driving it, see if there's something that can be done to remedy the situation, 
and, if necessary, give advice to suggest a, an alteration of the behavior by the parent. And and does it go into the category then, or is there a concern that it's it's kind of uh, encroaching on free speech? Or if somebody disagrees with something and wants to make that disagreement known, um, is there a concern that that it might be be trying to to stop people from from doing that, from speaking out against something? I I mean that's a larger discussion, and certainly something that goes a little bit beyond the the scope of a, of a school-based disagreement with uh, educational practice or something like that. Uh, we value relationships in this organization. It's a social enterprise. And, you know, if you're, having a, if you're not able to have a conversation with someone with whom you disagree, then that, that's definitely going to be troubling. And stuff like this, when it's not done with parent communication and to the teacher, that kind of thing, it tends to have a very damaging effect on relationships within the school building. And what would happen, though, even, uh, like you said, the, the, the type of behavior would be something like a, a whisper campaign or, or making a disparaging comments. But is there something, I mean, if you, if you break the code of conduct, what, what is the punishment? Well, that's the thing about a policy document. A policy document is really actually a statement of belief, but it doesn't really articulate a whole structure around how that's going to be enforced. That is left in the hands of administration to, to come up with. That is a procedural situation. This is a this is a policy document, so it's actually more a statement of belief and less a statement of practice. Right. So even if a, if a parent did that and and was in breach of the the conduct guidelines, yeah. uh, it's not as though you could ban them from the playground or ban them from from being on school property, could you? No. I mean, there's a there is a there's a process in place for that. That's under Section 177 of the School Act. Uh, but that's really for extreme circumstances, and it's not one of those things that, that, that the district goes to regularly. That's only in the most extreme circumstances. Certainly not for something something low order, like a disagreement over over an evaluation or something like that. Hmm. Uh, are there other districts that you know of that have similar policies? I'm not aware of any that do. <laughs> and so, so again, it, it kind of raises the question on why why this is an issue in Coquitlam. Yeah, that's one of those things that it's a question I have as well. It, it, policy is a way to deal with circumstances. The question is, is policy the right way to deal with this circumstance? And I'd like to continue to discuss this with the school board, I, and I'd like to have those discussions involve DPAC, which they do, and continue to work, work towards, you know, some sort of a common understanding around this, this problem. Uh, it's uh, scheduled, is it to be presented at the end of the month? I think it's going to be, yes, around that time. And from now until that time, then, will there be those discussions or, or the opportunity, I suppose, to, to change things or, or put forward suggestions on, on perhaps how to change it or tweak it? Yes. Yes, they are. There, there, are, there are meetings scheduled to discuss the policy further. Uh, is there a chance, do you think, that the, it, will, it will go away or, or if people speak out against it and don't want it, that it won't actually be an adopted policy? That's always a possibility. And would you like that? I'm not in a position where I'm prepared to support the policy as it's written, nor am I in a position where I'm, where I'm directly opposed to the policy. I'd like to continue to have further discussions on what's driving the policy, what the, what the need for it is, and what in the end, what purposes it will serve in the end, and how it will, how it will assist in an educational situation. All right. Well, Ken, we'll leave it there, uh, but uh, likely check back in with you uh, towards the end of the month to see uh, where things are going. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on the show today. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk.
This is News Talk 980 CKNW.